Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengard, founder of Wengard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Now, if you've been impacted by these messages and you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 844-333-7227, or you can go to wengardministries.org. And then when you're there, click Give and check out the various projects that are there. Be asking the Lord if there's a spot where He wants you to sow financial seed and come be part of the work that God is doing through Wengard Ministries. Now, I want to thank you again for this opportunity that, that I have here of sharing the Word of God with you because this is a real uh, privilege. It's, it's special to me, especially because you are made in the image and likeness of God Himself. So when I think of the message that I have for today, I just want to mention that because it really plays into how we see each other. So I've titled this message today, The Knowledge of God. So who is God? Now you might be asking, what kind of a question is that? What really do you mean by that? It's actually a very important question that every one of us must answer for ourselves. Now don't try to answer it just kind of off the top of your head, the English word God does not really tell us who he is. It, it's completely inadequate. So why am I asking this question in the first place? Isn't some of this kind of self-explanatory? Well, I was spending some time with him, the Lord, the other day, and a verse came to me that I recognized. It was 2 Peter 1.8 where he says, for if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I started looking around in the Word, and I realized that there are multiple verses in the Bible which refer to the, the knowledge of God, sometimes the knowledge of the Lord, the knowledge of Jesus, but the knowledge of God, and they show the importance of this revelation in our lives. Listen to these verses. Uh, Romans 11.33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. That sure makes you want to find out more about what that means, doesn't it? Another familiar verse, maybe even if you can't say where it's found, I, I bet you've heard it before, you've heard part of it quoted, and that is... Uh, in 2 Corinthians uh, 10.5, where it says, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Or what about Colossians 1.10, where it says, That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Notice there's so much uh, that, that goes along with the description of this when the phrase knowledge of God is mentioned. So what is the knowledge of God and why is it important that we grow in this area? I want you to listen to these string of verses that I discovered while searching the phrase knowledge of God and it came up in my, in my search of these, these verses in this order and they're from multiple books in the Bible, and I discovered something when I read them in order, uh, the way they came out from, from the first one to the last. Uh, just reading from one to the next, and our media team will put this up on the screen so you can see what the references are, but just listen how this is described. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and 
through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God." till we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to, per, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. Now, I don't know if you were tracking through all of that. I'd encourage you to go listen to it again, but it is the message of God showing himself to us, to mankind, through Jesus, his Son, in order that we can know him in the same way. Now, isn't this amazing? When, when we read this set of verses that way, I can see God's hand at work, working toward one purpose. So, what is that purpose? It is to, to reveal his glory through each one of us in the same way that Jesus was an exact representation of the Father. And I, I think we forget sometimes how much God is actually misrepresented and completely misunderstood. This actually just happened to me again recently in a conversation that I overheard. Two men were talking about a current situation in one of their lives and, and the one said, sometimes I just want to shake my fist at God. And I just had this question. I, I, when he said that, I, I felt this sadness. It just, once again, my father was being blamed for something that the devil had done. And the man that was saying this is a good man. He, he wasn't trying to be mean. He just, he, he was misunderstanding. He was missing the heart of God. So how does God the Father show mankind what he's really like? He has to do it by the knowledge of God being understood and on display by each one of us. Do you understand? The purpose of, of you having the knowledge of God is to display that to those around you. He revealed himself to people all throughout history, but it was never quite the whole picture. In Genesis 17.1, he tells Abram, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. In Psalm 91, David describes him as Elion, the Most High, and El Shaddai, the All-Sufficient One. In Exodus 15:26, he tells Moses, I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. Now, I, I do want to stop right here and just make a comment. It's a question, actually. Does God ever change? The answer is no, absolutely not. He does not change. Then, his name is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. Then for healing to have passed away, as some people teach, Jehovah Rapha would have had to change his name or maybe eliminate it altogether. See, God's name alone completely destroys the lie that healing is not for today. It also eliminates the idea that Jehovah Rapha somehow puts sickness or disease on his own children to teach them something. No, 
No, a thousand times no. Jehovah Rapha does not make people sick, nor does Satan truly heal. Jesus said it best in John 10.10, and I'm sure you've heard me quote this before. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Do you notice the stark difference there? The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. He does not ever bring life or healing. Now, I want to remind you again who said those words in John 10.10. I just said it, but yes, Jesus said it. But more importantly, he was the man chosen to reveal El Shaddai in the flesh. He revealed Jehovah Rapha in the flesh. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now, this brings us then to the glorious revelation of Philippians 2, 9 through 11. And I want to read that here. Philippians 2, verse 9. He says, Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do you notice something here? There is a, there is a setting apart of Jesus that God the Father set him apart and gave him the name which is above every name. But who was it again that highly exalted Jesus? It was Yahweh, the Almighty God. El Shaddai, Jehovah Rapha, as I've mentioned, Jehovah Rohi, the Great Shepherd, Jehovah Sitkanu, our righteousness, Jehovah Shalom, our peace, Jehovah Shammah, the God who never leaves you nor forsakes you, Jehovah Nisi, my covering, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord over all the angelic armies of heaven. Do you notice his names? But God the Father did not just simply give Jesus a name. He gave him his names. See, God the Father gave Jesus his names, and Jesus is your blood brother by covenant. If you've been born again, God the Father has given you all the power of all of his names because Jesus has a name which is above every name. So here is where we come to the purpose for the knowledge of God. So we can read multiple verses about increasing in the knowledge of God. In Ephesians 3, verses 14 and 15, Paul says, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Do you understand? It is about the names of God. It is about the name he has given you. He has named you as part of his family, so the fullness of the power of the names of God, from him all the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now I want you to read that for yourself if, if you need to let it sink in. Go to Ephesians 3, read verses 14 and 15, meditate on it. You and I have been named after him, the Father, and yes, after Jesus. So it's no wonder that verse 20 of this chapter that I'm reading, quoting from here is so powerful. Ephesians 3 verse 20, 
He says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Do you understand? According to his power that is at work in us. Now with the knowledge of God, we can know who God is. We can know who Jesus is. And thanks to his word, we now know who we are in him. The revelation of the knowledge of God puts a whole new light on living the abundant life. So why would we think that we are any different than the way God has described us by giving us the inheritance of his names? He describes how he sees you, and in that way, he has shown you how you are to see yourself. We need to walk according to what he says and who we says we that we are and where we fit into his plan. See, the Lord spoke to me one time and he said, when you are who I call you, I am myself in you. See, we free him up to reveal himself to those around us when we believe everything that he has spoken about us. And he has done so by his names. Jesus came to reveal himself to us and also to reveal the, the Father's glory. And now, God the Father is revealed to the world through us. See, through the knowledge of God, understood and revealed to us, we then become the revealing and understanding of the knowledge of God to the world around us. Isn't that an amazing calling? See, most religions around the world, including Christians, have been taught that being human is simply an obstacle to overcome on the path to perfection or to enlightenment. But the truth is that Jesus came to reveal God's plan for mankind by operating in the glory of God as a man, born of a woman. See, Jesus did not escape humanity in order to reveal this. He revealed the glory of God in his humanity, and he died and rose again as a man, and he stays as the Son of Man and Son of God. So think of this. If, if it was to be escaped, Jesus would have done that to show us the way for true enlightenment. But he came to model the exact life that he expects each one of us to experience in our daily lives. See, if we as believers are not instructed in the proper sense of self-worth that is based on the knowledge of God, we will never be able to get any truth in the Bible to consistently work in our lives. See, there, this is a basic truth that if you have not understood who you are by the knowledge of God, you won't be able to truly understand the, the, the rest of the truths in the word of God. Jesus did not come to deny and escape his humanity, but rather to show us how to become one with the very life of God and then live and express that in our lives. That We are to express the life of God in and through our humanity. We can live free of sin, sickness, and poverty when we are convinced and persuaded that God is who he says he is and that we are who God says we are. We are, we, we are to believe about God, what God says about himself, and what we believe about him will determine what we believe about ourselves. What we believe about ourselves then will determine the value that we see in other people. This is why I started out saying it is a great privilege to be speaking to you because you are made in the image and likeness of God. So I value you as highly as I value God because he has put his name on you. He has put his spirit in you. 
He has made so that you are the representation of him to the world around you. Isn't that amazing? Problems in our life come from trying to get our value from something or someone other than God. And when that happens, we are always looking away from him. It turns our hearts in worship of other things. It, it turns our hearts to other things instead of in worship of him. Ephesians 1.4 says that he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You see, one of the things that can help us to understand our true identity and who we are in Christ is to understand the glory of God. Romans 8.21 says that the creation itself is to be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And then verse 22 says, For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. See, all the pain and groaning of creation that's mentioned in these verses is supposed to be canceled and reversed when we walk in the resurrection power of the glory of God in us. See, that's our purpose here on the earth. This happens when we begin walking in that glorious liberty of the children of God. Pursue the knowledge of God and allow him to show you his glory through you to others. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you.